by the way, I don't know if you meant to say gin human, but gin, gin it sounds like inhuman. Oh, yeah. Did you, did you mean to say that? No. <laughs> And we are live with another episode of the Miss Marvel After Show. Uh, this is episode three. Episode three came out, uh, let's just say, 15 to 20 hours ago. And we're here to talk about episode three. Normally, the after shows, uh, you know, are the shows brought to you by the Keeg, where we literally talk about the uh, episodes of different shows right after they air. We watch it at midnight when they drop. At 1 a.m., we do an after show. Um, but this one's a little, you know, just a couple hours later than that. But we're here to talk about episode three of Miss Marvel. I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira. And today we got special guest Rid, aka Marvel with Rid, here to talk uh, about episode three of Miss Marvel. Rid, how you doing tonight? Uh, I'm doing really good. Thank you for having me on here. I'm super stoked to talk about Miss Marvel episode three. There's so much to cover in just this one episode and the past one. So really stoked to be here and talk about it. This is a show I've pretty been excited for. So yeah. I'm glad I really have the opportunity to come on the Keeg show and discuss it with you. Thank you for Are having me. You're you're a big enough Marvel fan to literally have your username on three platforms be Marvel with Rid, right? Yeah. <laughs> I guess yeah. <laughs> what what got you into Marvel? Um it's actually it was like it was really random if I'm yeah. going to be honest. Um I got into Marvel almost 10 years ago, but I remember specifically I went to my local library and I was browsing like all the DVDs and I saw a Marvel movie in that section and I'm pretty okay. sure the first movie that I watched was Avengers 2012. So after that movie came out by the time I made it to DVD, that's when I became a fan, but it was Honestly, like I just stumbled upon it. I fell in love with it, and the first that's Avengers how I started. movie, right? Yeah, the first Avengers movie. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, that's a good. That's a good start. I've I've never okay because I'm like old enough to be like oh yeah I remember like I went to see Iron Man the opening day like I knew what I was getting into and like and and, and whatnot and you know I've watched each one ever since. Um, but then like I never thought like oh yeah. There might be some people that just might skip those first couple of movies and just like go straight to Avengers, which is actually not too bad of a start. Yeah, I feel like I got pretty lucky with my start that I didn't have too much ground to cover beforehand. Yeah. Um, and I could just like kind of take off from there. And I kind of just remember like I never from there, like I actually never watched the Marvel movies in theaters. I'd wait until the DVDs come out on my library and then watch it from there. Really? Yeah, uh, the first Marvel movie I watched was Civil War in theaters, and it was for my friend's birthday. Uh -huh. And so, yeah, I just watched the rest of them on like streaming services, like The Guardians. I remember The Guardians movies were on Netflix at one point. Oh, yeah, and they were. Marvel movies used to be on Netflix, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's where. But you watch I, them in theaters now, right? Oh, yeah, I definitely do. You're like, up to speed. Like you've done all your work already in the past. Oh, years. yeah. Yeah. I, I think liked. like. Ever since Black Panther, most of them I've seen in theaters. Okay. Did you see Black Panther in theaters? Yes, I did. Okay, great. Oh, what a what an experience. Um, so you start off with the movies. Did you, like, do you read the comics? Did you read the comics? It's not a test. You can, everybody can do Marvel the way they want to do it. 
but no, that's know. a that's a great question. So I always knew Marvel came from comics, and again, the library, um, mm. all the Marvel comics were in the teenage section. Uh-huh. I never like been into comics, but I remember I read the Thanos origin comic story first, oh, and okay. that one particularly freaked me out. Like it was a little scary because yeah. the origin story for Thanos is a little uh violent I yeah because he kills his, kills his mom, yeah right? yeah exactly so i read the thanos origin stories and then after that i never really got into the comics but i think during the pandemic i had a lot of free time so i really like fell back into marvel again and like all of the mcu i wouldn't yeah i would say like i was never like a fully like consistent full-on fan about the mcu i think yeah. but then with the pandemic like i fully got back into it um and i so that's when i started reading comics and for me the way that I read the comics is if there's a character I really love, I'll read the comics for their character, but I'm not like one who stays up to date. So for example, yeah. like Miss Marvel, I heard there was a show coming out. It's a yeah. South Asian hero. I was like, oh, I'm going to definitely read the comics on this one yeah. so I can get our backstory. So like I kind of pick and choose the comics that I want to read based on who I'm interested in. I I remember when Miss Marvel came out as a comic and as people do, whenever there's some new character of color, a new girl superhero, people are always negative first. They were negative about Miles. People forget about this. Like Miles Morales, when he came out in the comics, people were super negative about it. Like Miles wasn't always the celebrated kind of character that he is in like Into the Spider-Verse. And like Mm -hmm. when that movie came out, like people were like loving him. Like people didn't. And people were the same with, with, with Kamala. And people were the same with like just every new character that isn't essentially a white guy, you know, every, you know, then there's the general like comments of like, why, what, like, why do we need this? Blah, 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 blah. But Miss Marvel was as a comic amazing from the get-go. Right. And like, how much of Miss Marvel comics have you read? Um, I've gotten up to the Civil War arc. So I've read up till Civil War. I know, I think I've read like the recent runs plus the current ones that are coming out with her and Kareem. I've read like those two. So I've kind of jumped around on the runs, but I've like, I've, yeah, I'd say like I pretty much, I know like the origin story ground, the Civil War, the inventor, all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, her her run, I can't recommend it enough, like for anyone out there um are there uh like who who are you looking forward to seeing in live action like before the show even came out like like were you looking forward to a specific like character I think I was just looking forward to like Kabbalah Khan herself like I remember when I first read the comics seeing just her conversation with her mom I was like who came to my house and figured out the conversation with my mom because it yeah. was pretty much the play-by-play book. Like there's this one line from the comics that also made it into the show, but it was like, it's not like I'm asking you to go to a party and do cocaine. Yeah, <laughs> It was like, that's very like similar to conversations with my mom. So I was just really excited to see her because someone I could relate to beyond just like a person. It's like, we have like that cultural similarity. Mm-hmm. So I was really excited to see her. I, I feel what's what's nice about the show and about um, the comic is that it, it's it's weird. It has a, like a Peter Parker kind of sense to it, but really it's like family, community, like l- just a just a mutual love 
for each other. It's something mm-hmm. that's like super important to Miss Marvel and her character. And I'm glad that it is both in, not only in the comics, but it's also like in the show. Like, yes. could they have changed it and made her like an angsty teen? Yes. Where, where like that hates her parents and like her parents are just horrible people. Like they could have done the show like that, right? I'm kind of, I'm, I'm super glad they did. Oh, same. Yeah, I'm glad that they, they kept like the family dynamics and her character personality the same from the comics. Cause I think like beyond just, beyond just her being South Asian, like her character is something a lot of people can relate to just like fan of superheroes herself. So I'm glad yeah. they had like that, that nerdy part of her personality yeah. in there as well. There's a lot of layers to her character. You know, she's a, uh, uh, she's a Pakistani American teenager. Um, um, she, you know, uh, 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 she's Muslim. She's from uh, Jersey City. Uh, she has her whole family there. You know, she's also a, like a fangirl. And like, you know, in, in the comics, she's like drawing pictures and writing fan fiction. Um, and here she's doing like YouTube videos and whatnot, which is cool. Um, but the big change that people uh, originally, you know, was, was a big deal was her like uh, uh, embiggening ability yeah. like her abilities were changed did you have any like big thoughts about that they're like I mean, energy I, constructs now but I don't know I I was disappointed with the power change because like a lot of people say like her power change you don't see a lot of people just like stretch right yeah. you know we have a lot of like people that re- repeat heroes I guess you could see like two Iron Man's like two Captain Americas and two Hawkeyes. So her powers are something that was like unique to her specifically. And um, so, and also we had, there's this idea that the co- the creators of Miss Marvel created her powers to be in a way that was not like pretty, pretty girl powers, which a lot of female characters tend to have. Yeah. So there was also that layer. And also like her powers were something that helped her overcome her own internalized like racism and her own internalized insecurity literally in the first comic panel she can shapeshift and she changes into captain marvel and realizes that you know like she doesn't have to like captain marvel is not who she is she's she uh, she should be like happy and comfortable in her own skin and like that's such a big part and so when you like strip away that character when you strip away the powers which are so tied to her own evolution as a character I think it becomes harder to tell the story, which is why I was disappointed in it. Cause I'm like, how are they going to tell that story with this new type of construct power? I guess. Right. It's not saying that like changing the, the, the um, powers would like get rid of the lessons that we learned from it, but rather they have to make it up again somewhere else then. Right. Yeah. Like these lessons that we learned through, through her thing. Um, the internalized racism is like a big thing with with um, uh, like minority communities in general and just like, you know, me growing up or whatever. Yeah. Like uh, I'll be, you know, I'll be the first one to say that like, I, I, I would look on TV and not see people like me. And it's tough when you grow up because like you do have your heroes. Like my heroes were, you know, Batman and like, and like these cool actors in the movies that I liked, they did not look like me. And when Kamala says, like, like, it's not the brown girls from Jersey that saved the world, you can take each bit of that and, like, kind of change it. You can be like, you know, it's, it's not the, uh, the uh, you know, brown guy who goes to Hollywood. Like, it's not like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, 
me when I was acting like growing up and whatnot. It's you didn't see actors like me. So how could I then be an actor uh, uh, when it comes to that? And there's like little things like that. And uh, do you feel like the show so far is making up for the power change? Um, or have we not hit that part yet? Or we're just not going to get as deep as the comics? I just don't think we're going to get deep as the comics, if I'm being honest. And I think episode three, which I know we're not there yet, but was kind of a reflection of that based on the power origins. Yeah. And um, the thing was like, I kind of accepted the power change going into it. I was like, okay, they changed the powers. They want to make it closer to Captain Marvel. Like the MCU has been known to like change major things about characters. So I feel like I accepted the power change. But I guess I was like apprehensive about it because I'm like, how are they going to explain the origin? Yeah. If she's not inhuman. Yeah. And the origin explanation is where I'm more disappointed than the actual change in itself yeah. because of what it means, like because of the explanation and how, you know, certain communities, like the Muslim community, feels about it and its impact on that. Yeah. So that's where I'm more disappointed is like in the origin less than the change now. Yeah. And like, we're not going to, we're not going to be touching too much on it as far as like the, the religious impact because neither one of us um, uh, is able to really have that discussion. But uh, for anyone, you know, uh, who doesn't know, like the jinn aren't positive things in, in Islam and, uh, and, and they're, the fact like the origins were changed to kind of include that backstory is not something that has been received positively by like the uh the the muslim community that is watching this show you know but for for more in-depth conversation for that uh we would have to have different people uh on the show so but check out content creators uh like watch with neebs um who we had last week um on the show and uh uh i know he was on twitter and like tiktok talking a lot about like the specifics of that change uh, that I believe impacted him, you know? Yeah. No. Um, there is a power change. There's an origin change. There's a lot of that stuff. But those first two episodes were pretty close to the comics, right? Yes. Uh, and like, uh, how do you feel about like the first two episodes? I actually, with it? yeah, I, I love the first one. I think the second one, took a while for me to sit with just because I was getting used to the power change mm -hmm. but then like after a couple of rewatches of the second one I was like I love it you know there were a lot of important conversations that were happening in the first one and the second one and I was like I, I loved most and almost every single part of both of them actually and then um the reception to the two episodes is something if you want to talk about and I was more disappointed in that. And like that mm. made me kind of leave a bad taste in my mouth more than like the actual episodes. But you're right. They were very close to the comics. I loved Kamala's, like I, I just love the family dynamic. I loved Iman Vellani as Kamala herself. Yeah. I loved the animations. Like there were so many like South Asian, like cultural elements. I was watching it and I was like, I know this from my house. This is something I've experienced. And like that was just awesome to see on screen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it, it was funny in those first two episodes, just kind of, kind of seeing the little things because like 
even though like I am not Muslim and my family is not Muslim, um, seeing the different kind of people at the mosque in that second episode, like Illuminantes are <laughs> everywhere. It does not oh, matter yeah. your religion. It, it, it's, a, it's a cultural thing, especially, though I do think that like maybe, maybe white people have some sort of uh, uh, version of that. You know, it's the gossipy, uh, the gossipy types. Um, but like Illuminantes really stood out to me because uh, uh, just on a, on a South Asian level. Oh, yeah. A, you know, just on a, on a brown community level, uh, seeing that I'm like, oh, I have never seen that before in my life in any media of like TV show or movie. Never. No. Sorry. It was, never. it was great. Like, Illuminatis. It was just really funny seeing that, like watching Doctor Strange Multiverse Madness and like actually seeing like the Illuminati and yeah. seeing the Illuminatis. Anyways, I, I just thought that was funny. But yeah, like I every Daisy person has experienced has some sort of experience with the Illuminatis. Yeah. Illuminantes. And so that was just great. And like also the soundtrack is just absolutely amazing and like seeing south asian artists like featured yeah. when they played jalebi boy i remember how big of a hit jalebi boy like was on tiktok and to see that in a marvel show was just surreal and like there's just i think there's just a lot of like that the scene especially of like kamala and muniba going and doing errands for mm. um, amir's wedding in the first episode like that scene spoke to me on such a level because it reminded me of like me doing errands with my own mom for like getting ready for like a Diwali party or something and I was like it's weird that's in a Marvel show in a franchise I love but I feel like I'm watching my own life play out in front of my eyes yeah um and this is something that affects me less than I think that it affects like girls in in like our respective communities but like the whole like uh, when when Kamala is trying on the dress and essentially it's body shaming, right? They they mention how she's too short. Uh, that being said, I feel like body the body shaming thing is, is worse in real life. Like oh, yeah. uh, again, it's not it, it it's I can only speak a little bit of it because it affects men differently. It's still there, but it affects men differently. But like for 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 girls, it's uh, a little bit different. But it is something very specific to that right to that experience yes yeah um especially when the auntie the, that other auntie comes in and it's like oh just makes it worse it's just mm-hmm. you know um but uh yeah there's a lot of like really cool things in this show that that we we see and like we we see more as time goes on we we get kind of a basic look at it in episode one and then it kind of goes and i know that there are people out there that watch the show that don't get a full understanding of it which is understandable not everybody has you know each experience again i'm i'm not getting a full hundred percent understanding i gotta talk to neebs to like figure certain things out yeah and like it's like oh i didn't i didn't know that you know and like neebs will say oh yeah this is this and this means that and i'm like oh i didn't know but there's Mm -hmm. like there's like some really uh, cool things, but some of the people out there are like, what did they say? I saw some dumb article being like, is the Illuminati a reference to the Illuminati from <laughs> Dr. Strange Multiverse Man? It's like, no, no, it's not. <laughs> no, It's a reference to the word Illuminati. That's yeah. it. That's the only connection. 
exactly it's like like I don't expect people to understand every single thing I think it's just like with like some of the takes that were coming out of the first two episodes I feel like people were overstepping boundaries yeah of not understanding like nuances that only a certain group of people would understand so like one of them is um everyone who suddenly started calling Muni Bondi they were like oh she's like a bad parent abusive Abusive. and I was like are you serious like that that's not true I mean first of all as a as far as a South Asian mom goes like she's so supportive she's awesome yeah the thing my my mom pointed out my mom was like the only thing that doesn't make sense is why she's uh, Kamala's friends with Bruno and like the family's like cool with it so like she allows that so exactly yeah you know so I was like how could you say that like it's not like maybe you don't agree with her style of parenting and that's something you can you know say that I don't agree she did this but going far out of your way to say she's a bad parent and abusive when you don't understand the nuances of immigrant families especially immigrant moms and like the amount of things they have to go through and that's why they parent the way they are right it's just wild to me like there's a cultural difference to the parenting right And and that's not even we could use that to say and excuse abuse but there's no abuse going on here no like like can there be has there been in real life in 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 uh, like uh, yes whatever like people but there's abuse in 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 white families right like there's abuse in, so i i feel like somebody pointed out that like what's the difference between muniba and like lizzie mcguire's mom lizzie mcguire's mom is like you know she'll be like i'm mean, not that she's bad but like lizzie mcguire's mom is just like no lizzie you can't do you know who i'm talking about lizzie mcguire I think I've is seen like after two or three or before episodes. Your time? Okay. I think I've seen two or three episodes. I'm, I'm not completely. I feel like I'm dating it. myself by being like, <laughs> yes, the pinnacle, the <laughs> pinnacle of like all these shows is Lizzie McGuire. But like Lizzie McGuire's mom would be like, no, you didn't like something X, Y, and Z happened. You're not going to the party tonight. And then yeah. like Hillary Duff will be like, oh my God. And then there's, you know, whatever. Um, Hillary Duff, like Lizzie McGuire will throw a fit before Kamala throws a fit. Like Kamala mm-hmm. has not thrown a fit, like nope. whatsoever. Um, but like, there's no difference between Muniba and like, like Lizzie McGuire's mom. Like, she said she couldn't go. She said like, I don't know. There was nothing wrong with what she's doing. I think people just want to like see that and just demonize her yeah. and the way she's doing things. But exactly, there's nothing yeah, wrong like, with that. There's been like this trend lately and it's unfortunately to say it's a trend of people like suddenly demonizing a lot of like women of color featured in movies like turning red or abuela from encanto and it's like if you don't understand the nuances don't speak on it i mean obviously i can't control other people have to say i guess it's just frustrating because like for me i see an experience i can relate to my mom can see an experience that she relates to on watching this marvel and for people to just say something with without a thought is just disheartening yeah i have a theory about what was happening there turning red and kanto everything everywhere all at once dealt with um people of like more collectivist cultures that hinge a lot on family respect mm-hmm. like getting along even yeah. if it means pushing away things that like mean something to you it's like for yeah. the greater good we're gonna do x y and z and when those movies came out, 
you know, creators of those communities or of similar communities kept being, you know, brought up the fact that, like, this is very similar to what, what, how things are. I can't believe that this matriarch accepted that she was wrong because some, let's face it, sometimes yeah. that doesn't happen. And, like, you know, we, we would talk about that. And then the other people outside those communities were like, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, they're horrible people. And like, blah, blah, blah. And then they, because we were talking about it, they kind of came on it. And then they jumped the gun on Muniba. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like, yeah, yeah, we're like you. And it's like, no, you don't understand. That's not no, the same. It's not. not like, yeah. And I like, just because, I mean, it's hard because, you know, technically, like from my experience, if I was in Kamala's shoes, I would probably do the same exact thing or feel the same exact way. And I have felt the same exact way. But I think you get to kind of a point where, like, as a child of like immigrant parents, you understand why they are the way they are, even though it may not have been something you necessarily agree with. I think there's like a level of understanding that we all come to. And like for other people to kind of just take our words of us being like yeah like this is a common thing like you know it's generational trauma like what she does may not be a good thing they just hear or they just hear the not a good thing and then run with it and they're like yeah she's bad and it's the like, worst like no whoa, whoa, she's whoa. not like, yeah exactly <laughs> that's not what we said <laughs> yeah uh there's a choice that kamala does in episode three that i don't agree with and that i feel like i would have done something different we'll get to that um but if Episode three, because episode two ends off in a cliff, kind of like a very shocking cliffhanger where we meet, mm, what's her name? Kamran's mom. Najma, right? Najma, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we, we, we meet her at the end of episode two and episode three starts off with the flashback, right? Yeah. yeah. To the partition. And then we see other members of the clandestine, um, which we don't know is the clandestine until later. Uh, uh, and Najma and Aisha, right? Mm -hmm. uh, being Kamala's uh, great-grandmother great is there. Yeah. Um, and they're looking for the bracelet. Do you notice whose arm is that bracelet on? The, the bangle? Yeah, um, it was like a blue arm. And a lot of people were theorizing that it's probably a Cree arm. I think it's a Cree arm. So that's yeah. what I think. Do, do you think yeah. that? I mean, yeah, I mean. I saw like it didn't occur to me, but I saw like the videos on it, and I don't I don't really see it being anything more than a Cree arm. It's yeah. it's the same color. There were I mean there were some jokes going around about it being Nebula's arm, but th that's just a different oh, thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I agree. It's I think it's a Cree arm. Yeah. Um. Have you watched Agents of Shield? I've watched two and a half seasons. Oh, so the first season with the dead Cree. Yeah. 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 Okay. So like, that's what it reminded me of is that dead Cree in that first season of agents of shield. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Oh, they're experimenting on an agent's shield in this. It's like, it's just a dead Cree under the rubble wearing those, they take it off and whatever. And they're trying to find a second one. Right. Who knows what right. a second one does. I think like people kind of like, when I think back to the episode, mm -hmm. that's like a detail that I think I and like people skirt over is the fact that there's a second one and we've only seen the first one. So yeah, we know also going to that scene that they saw the 10 rings logo so what if the second one where is the 10 rings logo i heard that was a thing but where um it's actually in the seat itself so oh. when they like pan i think the camera kind of pans up and you're seeing the clandestine members yeah. around them is literally the 10 rings logo 
So that's where people are referencing it. Um, I don't know if I can, like, if you can probably see the picture through here, but I can, I have a picture of the scene. Um, uh, I can look it up, but 10, um, 10, I think you probably search up something like 10 rings, Miss Marvel or something. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. I didn't notice that until I saw it pointed out. Oh, um, and it's interesting because it's the 10 rings logo that they use in Iron Man, right? Specifically. Yeah. And then yeah. later, do, is that the same logo that is in the back? Yeah, it's in the back of uh, 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 Wu. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize I, that. That's a cool connection. Yeah, it is a cool connection. Now I'm wondering, like, now that we're having this discussion, what if the second one are the 10 rings? I feel like... Oh. Like the 10 rings is the second... Like, by the way, are we calling it a bracelet or a bangle? Like, what are... Like, I think bracelet is like the English name, but like yeah. bangle is what I say because like that's like the South Asian term. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, I mean, they're kind of structurally different though, right? Kind of. Just saying, but... like all the ten rings together makes one, and then like Kamala's one is the other one. Yeah, because uh, I saw like screen caps on Twitter, and at one point in Shang Chi. The ten rings also turn a very similar shade of purple to Kamala's bangle. So, mm. and someone pointed out on like how Wen Wu found the ten rings in a crater. So, and like Wen Wu, China and Pakistan are very close. So I wouldn't be surprised if the ten rings are actually end up being connected. And is the second one because like on a geographical scale, the locations are very close too. Yeah, yeah. Like that's a fraction of a, a like if it, if it was a meteorite that was coming, it'd just be a fraction of a degree off, and it would still exactly. be you know in, in Asia. Yeah. Um. Also, at the end of Shang Chi, we we learn that they, it's extraterrestrial in origin. Yes. Right, and they, we don't know what. So, even if this isn't the actual other bracelet, it still could be from the same source. Oh yeah. Could be Cree. Yes. And then what are they, but what are they building towards if everything's leading us towards Cree stuff? Well, I feel like there's a reason then Carol Danvers was also in the Shang-Chi post-credit scene because I definitely can see, like, I don't, I don't know what they're building towards, but I feel like the signs are there for the connection because like they specifically had Carol come in. And then I also saw something like a theory on Twitter and it was like, Carol had to leave for an emergency. What if that emergency is Kamala? It's possible, yeah. So I definitely think there's some connection. I think it's really interesting what they're trying to build towards. Like when I think of Cosmic MCU, Cosmic MCU has so many different possibilities and them bringing back the Kree and building towards the, I, I don't know, is it to introduce a new set of species it's weird Groups. right because if we get the Cree in this bracelet thing but we also get the clandestine which it, it 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 is it is not so in the comics kamala is an inhuman and they bring in mm -hmm. a lot of inhuman stuff and then with this stuff before they said the word jinn before they said that i thought they were gonna be like an ancient inhuman kind of race yeah and tie in within humans yeah but then they chose not to which makes me also think that marvel if if kamala is not an inhuman which it doesn't seem like it is 
I don't think Marvel's ever going to bring the Inhumans back. But it's weird because they have Black Bolt in Multiverse of Madness and didn't they introduce him as like King of the Inhumans? Yeah, so but, it's weird. But like, it's a different world and he's dead now. So it's, True. it's like, eh. Yeah. It's just, right? No. Yeah. But like, it's weird. Like if Kamala's not an Inhuman, like why would you ever bring it back? Because Kamala is, let's be honest, nowadays not back in the 70s or 80s but like nowadays the most infamous famous inhuman is kamala Mm -hmm. because nobody cares about black bolt and medusa and gorgon and triton no it's kamala kamala is the most famous inhuman and the fact that she's not an inhuman in the show is makes me wonder if they're ever gonna make bring the inhumans yeah what's the point right i have seen like some people saying it's a misdirect like Najma is lying to her about the origin so she can get the bracelet or something and then Uh in the end she'll be like actually we are inhumans or something like there's been like there's so much because the thing is even though she introduced them as like the clandestines we don't know like the origin of the clandestines and like some people are I think in the comics weren't they like a Jin Kree hybrid or something I don't know was the clandestines in the comics yeah, I think the clandestines are a family in the comics. And I was like watching a video on it. And I think they're like a gin, is a gin human or gin Cree hybrid. By the way, I don't know if you meant to say gin human, but gin, gin, it sounds like inhuman. Oh, yeah. Did you you mean to say that? No. (laughs) Are we, did we unlock everything? (laughs) the inhuman are gin human i don't know um i don't know who let's see i feel like things are kind of just up in the air until we get the backstory of the clandestine like clandestines themselves yeah yeah that's true like but that's the thing with like like marvel stuff it's like 10 years from now they can come back and say oh we were it's the same thing and like like they were actually inhuman the whole time right yeah exactly yeah they're weird looking i don't know what they're like the clandestine in the comics i don't know what's going on um but uh i I, yeah i don't know them um but the like oh they are gin related Mm -hmm. weird but they're relate they're they meet up with X-Men stuff. I have no idea. Like I don't know. I, I like refresh myself on inhumans, yeah. but I've never heard of clandestine. So I guess yeah. that's something I gotta get through as well if I want to try and understand them. I'm gonna have to look into them. Definitely. Um yeah, but they're like a gin like human hybrid. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know. But then the the blue arm is a Cree arm. So then it's like, is it a Cree gen hybrid? Maybe it's the like, bracelets aren't theirs. The bracelets are only used to get them home, right? Yeah. So maybe they just know that the Cree have the technology, the bracelet right. to get them home, but maybe yeah. they have nothing to do with the Cree. True. True. You know, but like we don't know. I feel like if the bracelet was to unlock a power within them they would have to have a connection with the bracelet to do that right because the way like we like it was kind of confirmed that like the power is coming from within kamala yeah it's not like giving her powers 
So I feel like the bracelet would have to have a connection with them in order to unlock that power or like the noor or something. Like you mean they have to put them, put it on? Yeah, but like the bracelet like unlocks that. So I feel like there'd have to be some connection between the origin of the bracelet and the origin of them for it to unlock. Right, right. I don't know. Uh, did we see any of these characters use powers? Any of the clandestine? We only saw Aisha and Kamala do it. And um, the other one- oh, We like, saw with the Aisha bracelet. do it? Yeah, she had the bracelet at the partition. And she used a power? Yeah, she used oh, a little she, bit. It glowed and then she was like, did you see that? Yeah. Right. So we saw her do that. Um, But I think like in general, I don't think like the clandestines have powers because in the entire fight scene that was at the end of episode three, it was yeah. all physical. And so with I, the, those weapons that appear out of nowhere. Yeah. It was like, yeah. It was really just the way. And they're like, I think durable, right? They're like strong mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah. And durable characters. Yeah. So the question is, have they not put on the bracelet? Like if they put on the bracelet, would they have then power, like their powers get unlocked? Probably because like the way Najma explained it was that um, the bracelet unlocks, like they're from another dimension, the newer dimension. Right. And their newer inside them is what keeps them from aging mm-hmm. and that newer power is unlocked when they put the bracelet on and the other characters the other clandestine except for Aisha and Kamala haven't been able to unlock the powers because right they've never had access to the bracelet and like I think that's why they want the bracelet and <laughs> so they can like unlock their own thing and eventually do interdimensional travel right that's weird um so if that unlocks what's it and Kamala she has the nor because of through her grandmother or great grandmother. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. But then that like we'd have to have an explanation on why her rest of her family doesn't have it, or maybe Muniba does. Okay, so I think they do because towards the end, like the very end, her nani tells her to come to Karachi because her nani also saw the train. Yeah. So I think they all do have it, but but just her though. Like, did Mun- did it did Muniba? have that i think so um because like in episode one and two a lot of people were talking about how maniba said i know what happens when people get obsessed with their fantasies my own mother had it i had it i come from a long line of daydreamers a lot of people were like i had it maniba didn't oh wait she said like her mother did yeah and And like yeah she think she comes from a long line of daydreamers but she also called the bracelet junk which i found very odd because i feel like a mom (laughs) wouldn't just call her mom jewelry is junk unless Mm -hmm she has like some sort of a negative experience. So that's why I'm theorizing that Muniba also played around with it. I think it's just that, I guess like the difference is that Muniba and Sana were never like superhero fans or never grew up on that. So they were like- They put it on, they had a vision and they took it off. Yeah. And they were like, this is too much. But like with Kamala, it's like, she's a fan of superheroes. So for her to have superpowers, it's like another layer. Yeah. She wouldn't have had like, anything crazy if she didn't train right nope no like but the fact that she's already like a fan of superheroes to have soup to become that superhero like adds another level of like passion for her to like pursue the powers more than probably her um grandma and mom did yeah you think aisha's alive because i think she's alive 
Yeah, probably. She has to be alive, right? Yeah. That's going to be weird. I don't know how they're going to do all this. It's weird, though, because if the newer stops aging in them, is it only, like, for, like, the original? I think for the original. The original, right? Because, like, her Kamala's 17. It's not like he's a baby. Yeah, and Kamala, like, her mom and her grandma have aged, too. So, I guess, like, if you inherit the newer, it's probably just the part where it's, like, you just have a gene for the power. (laughs) Like, that's it. Right. Right. That has to be unlocked, right? Because it's yeah. not like Kamala is uh is extra durable. She's no. not like the like the the clandestine are, but like she's not extra durable, so she didn't Mm-mm. inherit that. No. You probably have like so then, but the also the question is what then does Kamran have? Like like does he have any powers that we know of so far? I think so far. <laughs> Well, no, I don't think we know of him having any powers. I just think we know of him like being in clandestine. But that's what I think some people were saying too. They were like, what if, because like in the comics, like com- they're doing a completely different direction and yeah. take on his character from the comics. But someone was saying like, what if Kamran puts on the bracelet or something and like becomes his own original superhero, kind of like they did with Layla in Moon Knight? Oh. What if they take like that direction on his character? And I'm like, I can see that happening. So yeah. I guess if he does put the bracelet on, we'll find out. And he has like what crystal powers or something? In, in I the don't comics? know what I don't know what will he has, ha- what he has powers does. in the comics. He turns into this like crystal looking kind of shimmery thing. All I wrote in Google was Comron. I didn't write anything else. I should have written Comron Marvel. <laughs> okay. Oh, the, um, isn't it in the he's comics? He's an like, yeah, he has like some sort of exploding powers or something, I think. Oh yeah, he does. He uh he uses the stored energy within his body. He can yeah. channel it and discharge it as a shock or transfer the energy into into something. That's what he has in the comics. And so he kind of looks glowy. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, his body emits a glow uh like a glowing energy. Interesting. Yep. Is he bad? Yeah, he's like bad in the wait in the in show in the comics. In the comics, Kamran is bad because like he actually befriends Kamala and then tries to get her to join these inhumans that are trying to kill people because like inhumans are better and stronger than the normal mm. people. Yeah. And so he like tries to like he literally kidnaps her and like tries to get her to join and like hurts her and stuff so yeah he's kind of he's not good in the comics you mentioned kareem kareem is red dagger right yeah kareem is red dagger yeah um i want to see red dagger because like but she's gonna go like what she's gonna go to karachi next episode we're assuming yeah karachi right and i think it's been confirmed like they already cat like kareem is confirmed to appear so we know he's coming I think the different thing they're doing with Red Dagger, though, is instead of just one person, it's going to be a group of people because mm. um, one of the Bollywood actors, Farhan Ukhtar, mm. he's coming into the show and he's supposed to be playing Red Dagger. Oh, so maybe there's like, just multiple. Yeah, so there's multiple, which I'm really interested to see how that's going to work out. So. Yeah, um, I think with the clan Destine, I think that uh, they're all going to put on the bracelet. Yeah. I think each one they're going to take turns and they're going to take the bracelet and take it off and then pass it around and get their powers. 
yeah i feel like like i can see that happening for sure because like that's how they would sort of build up like the villain and then i guess like kamala and kamran would have to take them down i can kind of see them taking that direction maybe red dagger yeah and red dagger joining them i that's actually that that's actually a pretty good pretty good like way for them to kind of end off the story it's like overpowering their villains and then having well not overpowering but like unlocking the powers inside the clandestine i'm just really curious how they're going to end the show like are they gonna like is she gonna defeat the clandestine and then strip them of their powers and then like send them off to the dimension or mm-hmm. that's what i'm really curious about is how are they gonna yeah. how are they gonna solve that i mean I know we were talking earlier where I was like, I don't know if the Inhumans will ever show up if you're not going to make Kamala an Inhuman. But if they do make Kamala an Inhuman, if they at the end they're just like, oh yeah, these guys, the clandestine, they're just Inhumans. They just think they're special, but you know, whatever. Uh, I can imagine like, can you imagine like Black Bolt and Medusa like introducing themselves to Kamala at the end? I can see that. I mean, we did get a Black Bolt cameo, so I, um, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. I feel yeah. like more Black Bolt than any of the other Inhumans. And they're like, actually, you're like this. And now we got to take you. And then, um, wait, I don't, I can't remember exactly, but something in, I feel like I read a tweet or something recently uh-huh. where they were like, Miss in the new Captain Marvel movie, they're going to explore Kamala's origins more. Oh, so I feel okay. like. If that's true, I can definitely see the end of the Miss Marvel show kind of hinting towards that. And like, you know, they could have the crease if they if they go like the inhuman route, maybe have like one of the inhumans come in or like the crease stuff is like they try to figure out where exactly she's from or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that is something to look forward to that after these six episodes, that at least we're gonna get uh her uh well, Carol, we're gonna get Carol, we're gonna get Monica and Kamala together in a movie yeah you know i'm excited for that trio because that oh. sounds like a super fun trio um i wasn't the biggest fan of the first captain marvel movie no so. <laughs> no neither um, am i but i i think that like a, a character like captain marvel works best when you pair her with somebody you can bounce off of you oh know? yeah and yeah, so think- yeah yeah, I think as a trio, I'm like super excited to see them. Yeah. Um, I really did enjoy Monica Rambo in like WandaVision. So I'm excited to see where they take her character and yeah. just like what the three of them do together, like in their dynamic together. I think it's also, yeah. So I'm I'm pretty I'm ex- I'm just excited to see the three of them and their dynamic and how their stories get told. Yeah. Um with this episode, we we get a, we get uh, Amir's wedding, which like how how do you when was the last time you went to a wedding like in real life? Oh my god, this is really sad. But I the last time I went to a wedding was probably when I was four years old. Yeah, it was my um, mom's cousin's wedding. Yeah, but so yeah, that was the last time I went to like an Indian wedding. I haven't been to one since. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I. When I was younger, I feel like there's different, like at different age gaps, like you go to more weddings and then it stops for a while. And then you yeah. go to like, you know, yeah. but uh, like when I was a kid, I went to my aunt's weddings in Sri Lanka. So mm-hmm. I got to like experience that. Um, and then no more Sri Lankan weddings up until like my friend Dylan got married oh, last nice. year mm-hmm. and he had, 
he had a pretty Sri Lankan wedding and it was here, uh, which I was surprised for because like I feel like I've seen pictures of other Sri Lankan weddings that are here in America and it's not too Sri Lankan-y. But like right. Dylan's was like a good mix. And uh, that was like super cool to go to. But I feel like, yeah, when you, I feel like you got maybe like five more years and like <laughs> then everybody's going to start getting married. Oh yeah, no, for sure. You know, and yeah. like, even if it's not you, you're just going to be going to a bunch of different oh, weddings yeah. and doing no. all that stuff. I will say though, like the wedding very much reminded me of a lot, like the large Indian functions that like my parents and I go to like the large Diwali party. So that was pretty cool. Like with Mm. the whole dance sequence and everything. Yeah. And like how the soundtrack they chose for the wedding, which is absolutely beautiful because there were like bangers from like my mom's times and then songs that I've grown up on. And I was like, I can't believe this is actually in a Marvel movie. Like they put an era Ramon song in there and I was like, that's crazy. Are you, are you big in like, do you dance? Like you personally, do you dance? I don't dance actually, Mm. but I love just like dancing at like the functions and stuff like for fun. So that was just really great to see like all of them just like come onto the floor and dancing. Cause I was like, this is exactly what happens at an Indian function. Yeah. It's it's funny because I think it was on a TikTok. I saw a video of like, I think it was like at an Indian wedding and it like it was it was a bunch of Indian guys and then one white guy. Did you see that one? I think I know I know what you're talking and about. Like, they went all out and people were like, uh people were like, oh, that's crazy. Uh and then I was like, this seems like it's from Miss Marvel. Cause is that guy Bruno? Like I was watching the TikTok, I was like, could it be? And it's like, no, it's like an actual thing. Yeah. But yeah. then in this, he starts dancing too. And I was like, oh, good for him. Yo, good it's for him. so funny that you say that because. They actually like dropped the wedding clip of Kamala and Bruno's dance like the day before the episode came out. Oh, okay. I didn't um, on Twitter, so I like watched it there, and I was like, seeing Bruno dance at this wedding is very much reminding me of all the recent TikToks I seen on my for you page with white guys dancing at Indian weddings because like yeah. that's what I've been seeing recently. So it's just really funny you brought that up because I know exactly what you're talking about. As much as I want to make fun of Bruno, he's been a good ally up to this point and through this you know what I mean yeah like he's not only an ally to Kamala as a superhero but I mean like an ally just to the community in general oh yeah learning words and and eating food and like dancing at the wedding and being a part of that I feel like that's important that he was allowed to be a part of like Amir's wedding because he's not Amir's friend no he's Kamala's friend but like yeah he has a close relationship with the family that I think is important. And you see that in the scene where uh, Yusuf it, goes to the store and like, and Bruno's studying the gin stuff. And like Yusuf is like, let me help you. Let me help you. Right? Right. Yeah. I think I, it's I a think, cute relationship. Yeah. I Honestly, <laughs> I saw a TikTok and it was about like this girl and she was like, oh, me waiting for like Muslim rep in MCU and then being shocked at the fact that like Kamala's parents allow her to be friends with like a white guy and like they're so close to him. Yeah. And I was like, that's true. But I think when you think about like how Kamala and Bruno became friends in the comics, how close he is with her family just makes the whole thing a lot more wonderful. Like the fact that it was Kamala's parents who had her become friends with Bruno in the first place. I think like that adds a layer of just like, a lot of heartwarming moments that he shares with the parents and I hope that the way that they became friends in the comics is the same way in the MCU because doing that would explain like why he's so close with just her whole family in the first place I think he's earned his place in the community oh yeah you know not everybody yeah. does 
Because some people come at it from the wrong angle, right? Mm -hmm. But like, he's genuinely and sincerely as a character part of that, right? He's not acting like he is that though, which is sometimes annoying. And it's like, whoa, 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 like, uh, slow your roll a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. But like, it's also like, no, he he knows when to talk and when not to talk. Yeah, he knows when to like add things and 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 do his his part. And like, he he went to the the Eid uh 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 um festival, right? Yeah. Um, and like he dressed up and he did that. Great, I think a perfect example of like someone who's like a part of the community and right. and earns his place. Uh, even though I want to make fun of him, I want to. <laughs> no, make fun I of get him. that. Um, one of my mutuals, like a lot of people, don't like Bruno in the comics, yeah. which I understand why. Like, I haven't gotten to the part where Kamala's dad gets cancer and like what happens then. Um, but I like my mutuals talk about like what Bruno does then, and then the whole bombing and like when he got bombed and like he kind of blamed it on Kamala. Um, yeah. some people don't like him in the comics for that, so. People, one of my mutuals is like, Sai, she's like, I can't make fun of Bruno in the MCU because he's actually likable and he's actually a good person. Yeah. And I was like, that's true. And it's really, I think it's really nice to see, which I've actually seen a couple people comment on this is like the change that some of the characters from the comics, like Amir and Bruno, they made them better than they are in the comics. And that's yeah. really refreshing for some people to see. I, I do think Amir is better in, in the show. Because yeah. you just see that relationship with him and Kamala. And, like, it's yes. a stronger, more personal relationship. Yes. Um, which is, like, like one that, you know, like, I, I'm only four years older than my sister. But, like, we have a close relationship. Amir mm-hmm. is a lot older, right, than Kamala? Yeah. Amir is, what, 10 years older at least? Probably, yeah. Yeah. And so it's, like, uh, uh, but they still have, like, that thing that, that you see in that one scene in episode one that they're mm-hmm. you know close enough to talk like that but but um yeah Amir I think is, is better Bruno I think is better in this um uh, I can't put a finger on Nakia like whether she's better in the comics or the show I like both yeah still figuring her out yeah there there were like concerns about Nakia's character I think from the initial rounds of reviews but I think people have actually they actually really like her and the way that she's portrayed. I think the biggest concern was Nakia was they did cast a non-Muslim hijabi to play Nakia, which yeah. no hate to the actress at all. Like I think Yasmin Fletcher is, you know, she's doing great in her role and her performance is great, but there was that like concern of like casting. And so they were like, what if they changed Nakia's character? But I think they kind of did maintain who she is from the comics is just a little bit more different. Like she still has that loud outspoken you know confident like activist self in her so i think i've actually grown to like her character yeah yeah same here do you think that the um who who's the who's the um who's the guy who the the leader of the mosque what's his name uh i i don't know the name but his name's like i don't want to mispronounce yeah shake no, uh, Sheikh, not- Sheikh, is it Sheikh Abdullah? Yeah, I think it is. I think it might be Sheikh Abdullah. Uh, Sheikh Abdullah. I hope I'm not. Uh, it is Sheikh Abdullah. Okay. When he comes out of the thing and they have a talk about kind of like this, this Miss Marvel character who's like running around. She's not named Miss Marvel yet, but like. Yeah. Do you think he knows? 
that's Kamala? I don't know. When he says I, like good is not what who you are, it's what you do. Well, was that just I feel like general he might advice? have a hunch? Yeah. But I don't think it's something that he thinks, you know, like too much about, but I feel like he might have a hunch because it's like a very specific piece of advice. And like everyone knows that quote is something that's like very big from the comic. So yeah. having it come from his mouth, I feel like he might have, he might know. Yeah. Is that after, that's after, that is, uh, it's after the the damage control people go to the mosque. Yes. I get so nervous when it comes to the the damage control and like, they're just like random ass racism. Oh like, yeah. That the lady in the, in episode two, who is- oh, who, She pissed me off so much. I was like, <laughs> this is, this is horrible. Uh, and then, and then at the end, uh, the shake was like, uh, and next time, uh, take off your shoes. I started like thinking to myself, you didn't take off your shoes. That's horrible. Yeah. Like, what do you, like, what do you do? Just like, you got to clean that. I don't know. I don't know how it works, but like, that's mad disrespect. No, I, I get it. I think like Neebs, he had, he was like, I was so irritated when they walked out, when they walked into the mosque with their shoes on. I was like, yeah, that's totally fair. Like I would be too. And, but I think that was, I think specifically what they were showing of the damage control and the, you know, the reality that a lot of like Muslims have to face in America, especially when it comes to like the government and, you know, the surveillance and the assumptions. I think a lot of people were actually really happy that was shown on screen, like how, just like how realistic it was. And they didn't shy away from that. Um, So that was something that I saw that like people appreciated was included because it just showed like the harsh reality of like Muslims in North America. Yeah. uh, After 9-11, like, uh, 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 I know, like they cracked down and uh, created reasons to round up people, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and so, uh, yeah. So that scene, and then Nakia, uh, 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 she hadn't got the position at that point, and then I think because of that, she got the position on the council, probably or cabinet probably. or whatever board, yeah. whatever they call it. Um, that's what I figured. I figured like, oh, they were like, oh yeah, she should be on it now. Yeah. Be on it. Um, one character I am disappointed from the comics, like apart from like Kamala's power change is Mm -hmm. Zoe, because Mm. in the comics, like a lot of people, like in the comics, like Zoe is in the beginning, like racist and Islamophobic towards Mm. Nakia and Kamala. Mm -hmm. And here they kind of stripped her character from that and then like her character like does change eventually as we know in the comics and yeah. so I did see some people express their disappointment onto like why they didn't show that which I also agree with like I think that's her arc in itself is powerful and realistic and yeah but I feel like like it's not my place to speak on but I don't know if they didn't show that through Zoe so they instead decided to show that through the damage control plot maybe like that was sort of their like the writer's um perspective on doing that i guess yeah i i also though i think that if zoe was racist and then we saw an arc to not be racist i wouldn't believe it and i would just hate zoe as a character if i Mm. saw it in live action 
because right. I don't have I don't have any time for those characters. The character starts off racist and then learns they're not racist and then whatever. Like I'm supposed to accept them as like a good person after that. No, right. I don't. Yeah. No, right. So true. I just feel like I would just dislike Zoe forever. True. Yeah. I yeah. She's billed as like one of the main characters though. She gets a poster. She got a poster. Mm-hmm. Like um, and then I don't know if you saw that. Have you you've seen that TikTok video that they're doing on the Marvel TikTok where it's like the it's the three girls and three guys and yeah. like they choose which side this, they do yeah. that so it's so it's it's you know i'm just saying character names kamala zoe and and uh, uh nakia and then it's it's amir it's kamran and it's bruno mm-hmm. and so like i feel like okay they're putting they're they're saying that they're their main characters so zoe you know as well right right hopefully we see more of her because we did we barely got like i feel like we got a decent amount of her in episode one and then somewhat in episode two and yeah obviously she was like not there in episode three at all so hopefully like we get to see more of her and her interactions with kamala and nakia both yeah do you think nakia is just gonna be mad at kamala that we're gonna go down this like cw road where it's like i can't believe you kept secrets from me i'm not your friend anymore are we gonna get like this dumb cw drama i honestly i don't I would hope not because I just don't think that'll stay like true to Nakia's character. I feel like, like she'd be upset, but if they do that, I just think like it's another unnecessary plot point and muddled in the show when there's already like so many questions to be answered and asked. Like if they do that, I think that'll kind of be like the final blow to the show if they're trying to make it oversaturated. Yeah. And it just won't stay true to the characters. So I feel like the writers so far have understood like the side characters well enough that they wouldn't go down that route. And I feel like towards the end of the show, I don't think Naki was like that upset at Kamala either. So at the end when she when she finds out. Yeah, I've it's been like also I don't remember too much about the end, but like she was definitely like upset. Yeah, I she was definitely upset. But she wasn't I, like crazy, crazy because she yeah. hates Bruno because Bruno broke his arm. Yeah, exactly. Which happens later in the comics, right? With the explosion mm-hmm. thing, right? Yeah. Um, so I wonder what's gonna happen with Bruno and his arm. Yep. Um, but uh yeah, I don't think it's gonna be too bad with Nakia. But uh we see that like big old fight scene. Did you like the fight scene or could it have been done better? I mean, I think it was fine actually. Like it yeah. was Kamala's first time, like, you know, I'm glad that. She didn't just like beat up all of them. And, you know, like, I feel like if she had done that, it would have been very unrealistic because she's still getting used to her powers and stuff. So I actually thought it was, I think it kind of did drag on for a little too long, if I'm being honest. But other than that, like the way it was showed, I didn't have any issues with, like you could see like Kamala was still fumbling with her powers and like trying to figure out what's going on. So her strategy was like just more on the defense. And then when she finally got comfortable, she was like, okay, I'm going to, try to go on the offense i just think she got really lucky that the damage control was there to like save them but that was my big problem my big problem i think is how easy they got away from damage control Mm. like damage control was very close to that like they could have just like looked over there and seen them there and like they it was that's what i was confused by too yes i was like there were because there were a lot of agents in that room yeah and kamala came in right we're not at a hidden place either no so that's what i was really confused about but i okay so i guess like the question becomes is maybe damage control did see them did damage control see her when she was using her powers 
or did they just see her when she was like helpless and not being able to defend herself because what if like if they just saw her like you know just like being helpless not being able to defend herself they probably started they're like oh like she's a kid trapped in there with another kid trying to fight out these people so they that's why they let her go but they would have they would have interrogated her like they did zoe right i don't know they might have yeah so i guess there's a lot of questions but yeah because muniba um, says something later muniba says who are those people you were talking to or whatever yeah and then but like when did Muniba see that she was talking to people? Because she didn't. She pulled the thing, and then as people were leaving, she maybe she saw like her talk to Kamran because Bruno her and whatever Kamran. Kamran grabs her, but we never see her like talk to anyone else, right? Not really. So, uh, Mr. Plow says reminds me of the turning red twist. What's the turn? Wait, no. I still haven't finished turning red. I haven't <laughs> finished it, so I'm, I'm I, I I don't want to ask what's the turning red choice. But that's what Mr. Plow says. I don't know if that means anything. Uh, Wait, uh, what did red. he say? Mr. Plow I... on Twitch says reminds me of the turning red twist, but I don't know what he's referring to as far as like what in Miss Marvel is reminding him of the turning red twist. I don't know because I don't know the turning red twist. I also don't want to be spoiled until I finally do. Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna. Half. Okay. I'm not gonna get into it then. <laughs> but it, does that mean something to you? Well, is I there something was... in this Marvel that reminds you of the Turning Red twist? Choice, not real. Twist, twist. Not oh, choice. twist, twist. Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to think. That's um, all right. I, I, I I'm sure Mr. Plow. Mr. Plow will talk later. That's Paul. <laughs> that's Paul, my co-host for. Um, uh, a lot of the previous uh, Marvel oh, nice. after shows and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but uh, so, so we have this fight, we have the one, and then we see the train. We have the train like vision moment. How do mm-hmm. they both see the train? How did that happen? Was she touching it at the same time? Was Najma touching? I think it was Najma who touched the bracelet. And so that's when the train popped up, mm. right? So like, yeah. they both saw it. They both saw it. And Nani, whatever, uh, what's her name? Yeah. It's her name. Her name's not Nani, right? Nani is... Sa- Sana. 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 Yeah. Sana. And so, um, like, she had seen it. So it's like, what? That kick... <gasps> does does Sana have the other bracelet? Wait, that would make sense. Because otherwise, Moniba... Why would she see it? But, because that kind of makes sense. Because then... Muniba should have also seen the right. train and there was no or either she saw it and was just like just didn't say, say anything to Kamala or and that's weird you could just be driving down the road and suddenly ah, train yeah I guess there's a lot of like unknowns because may like if Sana had the other one that would make sense why she saw the train because the bracelet but then linked, and like right? why Muniba didn't see it as far yeah. as we know Muniba didn't see it but then if Muniba saw it, then it becomes a question of like, how did she see it? Because Kamala is going to go to Karachi. Yeah. And how is she going to convince with parents? With Muniba, right? She said, yeah. both of you come. Yeah. But that's that's weird to do like a real quick, like, I don't know. Like, could you, do you see yourself like being able to like drop your things and like take a trip like that? No. 
I feel like also Kamala's in school right now. Mm-hmm. Unless they're on spring break or something, but like. I feel like to a certain level, you got to suspend disbelief in like Marvel movies. <laughs> Not when it comes to this family and this community. Will they let her skip school? No. True. No. My mom, I think we we traveled to uh, to Sri Lanka when I was a kid during the school year. And my mom asked my teacher for all the homework. <laughs> and I had to do my homework on my trip. Yeah, that's like, true. That's what, that's what Maniba would do. Yeah, exactly. Like, so oh. I guess, I think we just like have to wait and see like, did Muni? I think honestly, we just need to learn from Muniba's perspective, what she's been through. Yeah. And then and maybe also, the, we'll piece the things together. Yeah, at, like I think because they've they've like planted seeds of like okay something happened during partition like this is a family thing like there's the break like there's the bangle so I think as I think once the pieces start fitting together based on that I'll have a better idea of like how I feel about the show the story yeah. and everything flowing yeah and I'm interested to see how they explain the partition like in this in the show because. In the comics, the way the partition explained and like Aisha's journey is something that's like very personal to me because a, a lot of like my family, my great grandma had to make a similar journey oh. af- not during the partition, but after the partition from what is now Bangladesh to India. Um, mm. She had to leave Bangladesh for like very similar reasons. Oh. Um, so like that was like a very personal moment to me from the comics. But now that like her great grandma has powers, I'm like, I don't think that'll hit the same way. And I'm really interested yeah. to see the story they tell. Yeah. Um, there, there's a lot of really interesting things. I, the thing that I don't like, and this is a problem that I had with Shang-Chi. Uh, and we talked, to, I, I've been talking about it since Shang-Chi came out. I don't like this idea of another dimension full of blank. Like this, there's this other dimension full of like a village of like whatever. There's this other dimension because like in the Marvel comics alone over however many decades Marvel comics have been around, there's like random dimensions of random people all the time. Mm -hmm. There's like hundreds, right? And like you just write it into the story that like there's a random person from dimension X that comes in. And this is a dimension where like people are part robot, part giraffe. And that is just like the way it is. And so like, I feel like Shang-Chi just did it in the movie. And now we have clandestine that like they're another like extra dimensional kind of thing. And I'm like, it's kind of weird, right? Unless I think they're from is. the same spot. What if no, they're not from the same spot? They can't. Wait, no, because a lot of people like there was a thing I saw on Twitter when people were talking about the Shang-Chi connection. It's like, what if the Tao Lo, the village of Tao Lo, and what it stands for, like being from another dimension, is kind of the same thing as the clandestine. And like, there's like that sort of parallel, which is why the we saw that Shang-Chi connection in Miss Marvel. Like, okay. I think there's a, a lot like, of Tao Lo's like, connection to the Ten Rings is very similar to the clandestine's connection to the Ten Rings. And there could be something there. I think like the clandestine's, I'm trying to like find the exact tweet. But it was a really, it was a really interesting one. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like just a theory someone threw around. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna try and find it, but like, just like 
adding adding and connecting this to shang she is just going to add like a whole another layer of confusion i feel like because yeah. we already don't know about the origin but i do agree with you is now they're just like now that they've opened up the mold first of all i don't know if it's just me what's the difference how does a dimension exist in a universe because i yeah. would assume that's like another universe it's not a dimension is just like a dimensional plane right it's right. just like and that's all the same universe um so so like dr strange in the first movie like he goes to the mirror dimension and whatever it's not part of the multiverse it's still part of our universe but it's just dimensional planes that are stacked on each other right okay that's so, the way i look at things right so no no no. that ma- that makes sense so Taolo is a dimension inside yeah. of earth yeah Shang-Chi was also oh my god are they gonna start connecting this Marvel to Doctor Strange <laughs> like that specific dimension because technically oh. Wong was on the ride with Shang-Chi and recruited him towards the end oh. so like that's what I'm trying to think now because <laughs> it's another dimension and technically strange with Talo no but like just in general like it's another dimension being introduced yeah. with Miss Marvel and like yeah. Wong helped Shang- Shang-Chi yeah and towards the end it was Wong and Shang-Chi so right. are they gonna like start because um talo is very similar also to kun lun which is from iron fist mm-hmm. kun lun is also like an almost an extra dimensional like city that's kind of like in tibet but it's not right right uh, or, or nepal either tibet or nepal but the point being is that like it's this like monastery kind of place like there's so many extra dimensional locations in marvel i don't want them to do that in everything like in in the mcu you know i don't i hope hope there's some sort of simplification or streamlining that like it's not multiple extra dimensions it's just one and like there's just different like ways to access it there's talo there's wherever the clandestines are from so on and so yeah no i agree like i think for me personally the multiverse in itself is so confusing like yes when you add yes okay like the t okay this is like kind of getting off topic for miss marvel but the tva did not help me understand the multiverse because it didn't it it didn't it didn't follow its own rules that's the problem yeah yeah like the idea of the tva didn't help you understand the multiverse now on top of it with eternals which i love eternals but now you introduce the celestials now we're working with different dimensions and like, where do these things, like, I know dimensions don't necessarily like to connect to the multiverse, but I'm like, they introduce all these big things, but the MCU has always been on connectivity. So it's like, what are you trying to go for? Like, are you just trying to go for like standalone stories in different, and like Multiverse of Madness is, I have a lot of opinions about that movie. Okay. Yeah. It did not add, it did not help with the confusion at all. So no, yeah. I feel like, uh, yeah, multi- uh, like, thank you for yeah, saying that. Basically, I like the multiverse when it's done right. And I also understand the multiverse when it comes to the comic books. When it comes to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, introducing the multiverse makes things way more complicated for a lot of fans. To the point where, like, people will say, eh, you just, uh, Tony Stark will be back. He's just uh, going to be a Tony Stark from a different universe. Or Captain America can come back and he'll just be like, blah, blah, blah. You can do anything with the multiverse. It's like you can bring back Aunt May and you can 
in the multiverse, you can, if you didn't like Spider-Man No Way Home, you can just go to a different multiverse that didn't have that happen. And it's like, mm-hmm. ugh, it's so dumb. So I'm not a big fan. Um, it just has to be done right. But I hope they close the door on the multiverse thing. And the TVA and Loki, none of those rules made sense. No, they did it. <laughs> you know, it, it just, it does, it, especially with the way the multiverse works. Technically, um, Loki didn't have the multiverse. They had altered timelines. That, like, that's the other thing that's confusing. Cause I'm like, I thought, like, now I'm like, okay, so you have dimensions, right. but now you also have alternate timelines. Right. And you're telling me there's multiple, un- like, I feel there's like multiple there's- universes with multiple timelines and dimensions in those universes. So then what, what's like, how do you create a timeline versus a dimension? Like, it's right. like these small things that, you know, like, I don't read the comics, so it's very difficult for me to understand. I know they're trying to shape it more like the comics, but I feel like TV is something that's accessible to a lot of people and people yeah. want it. People want to understand that easier. Right. So, and it's not just people be- like us, like we should be able to like watch it with our parents, you know, and yeah. have our parents be able to understand it if they don't have exactly with these like weirdo concepts. Right. You know? And like, that's like another conversation that's just been overall going about the MCU. It's like, it's very hard to become a new fan because they're, oversaturating it and I very much agree with that point I feel like like they think like this is no like I I love the MCU you know I grew up on it but from like a business perspective I think they're relying too much on the brand name of the MCU to carry it that in the end that technique will be its own fall because you can't expect new fans to you know like live and breathe the mcu like people have their own lives outside they just (laughs) want to be able to like watch a movie and like not think too much about it and the oversaturation of the content and everything like it does get exhausting and i think i'm personally at this point where i'm like i'll watch all the projects but i'll kind of watch them on my own time Mm. especially the shows like i won't feel an obligation to you know like watch and talk about every single show that's coming out because i also do have a life outside yeah (laughs) that like gets busy the way um, I the way I saw Marvel. Oh, sorry, were you gonna say something? No, 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 you can go ahead. Uh the way I I I assumed Marvel was heading, and I could I I feel like I'm wrong with this, but I could be still right. Is that instead of and this is the way I would have done things, instead of doing a phase four, like sure, we know we're in phase four, but instead of focusing on phases, focus on corners of the universe. So what I mean by corners is this is the cosmic corner. Let's, we have a couple of different cosmic related series, Guardians of the Galaxy, Captain Marvel, uh, Thor, and have them cross over with each other and tell stories in their franchises. But we don't need to connect that to Hawkeye. That doesn't make any sense. So for example, Hawkeye is the street level, maybe espionage, secret spy corner of the Marvel universe. That includes like Daredevil, if he wants to show up, Spider-Man, hawkeye those kind of more down-to-earth characters then there's like 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 the weird science fiction ant-man you can have them like those weird science fiction characters kind of cross over with each other and kind of create different corners and tell different stories like instead of having one big bad have multiple but for each for each corner that you're building up to right and i feel like that would have been easier to kind of comprehend Oh yeah. Because for sure. Kang Kang is not going to affect everyone. Hawkeye, like will Kang affect Hawkeye? Probably not. We don't need him to, right? No. 
don't know. No, and like that's what like that's what it's weird. Like I think we got so much in phase four. I'm like sometimes I sit back and think and I'm like, we got a celestial to show up on Earth. Yeah. There was the whole Spider-Man No Way Home thing. What is Hawkeye doing? What is Captain America's reaction? It makes their stories seem almost insignificant in the larger MCU when you start having these things kind of cross over, which is why, and I know I'm probably going to get flack for saying this, as much as I love Spider-Man No Way Home and the nostalgia, I didn't really take like the fact that they took Spider-Man such a grounded hero and mixed him in with magic because it kind of strips away from what makes him such a relatable character, which is being a grounded hero. Right. And look, like I love No Way Home. I think it's a great movie. I love the nostalgia, but that like the plot of it is just kind of flimsy because I genuinely there's don't... some plot holes, huh? There are plot holes there, mm. and it's because you're taking a character that's normally very, very grounded, and now you're suddenly throwing him into a whole different section of the MCU. And I don't know, like I think definitely the pandemic probably had issues to deal with, but yeah. I think moving forward, like if I was in Marvel too, what I would do, I'd be like, okay, we need to pick a direction we need to pick a direction we also need to kind of put a full stop on some of the content we don't need to go full out like i understand the pandemic prolongs some things so you know they they wanted to put out content for a year like 2021 they wanted to do as much as they can but like at this point i kind of just be like let's put a stop let's maybe do two movies a year two shows a year that's good enough no i don't want that (laughs) but i'm with you i'm with you i personally think they should they should focus on what they do have instead of creating right. whole new shows. So yeah. that, cause like, when is the next time we're gonna see Haley Steinfeld? Like, we don't know. But like, what if instead we just had a season of Hawkeye every year? Like, even if it's six episodes, then at least we know we're gonna see her next year. We're gonna see it. And so like, we know the ones we have, but instead, like, who did we start off? Like the Eternals, I have no idea when we're gonna see the Eternals. It's weird because you can see the Eternals in almost any project coming forward because the way that they were shown, like they kind of have an impact on the entire world, but then it's also confusing because it's like, it's like, okay, so are they going to show up? Like they had that reference to Kingo, which, which made very sense. That was super cool. And I was really happy to see that. I was like, yeah, if they didn't show a reference, that would be like a very missed opportunity for them Mm. to do that. But then it's like, so where do the Eternals, because the Eternals, the Eternals are a whole different thing because they can actually technically cross over anywhere. I mean, you can have Sprite, who's currently a human on Earth. She can yeah. just randomly show up in any project if she wants. Right. Like, but hopefully the theme and the mood of that project fits, is what yes. I'm saying. Like, Hawkeye doesn't need to pop up in space. No. Because they don't fit. So if we kind of create different corners of the MCU, I feel like it works better. Yeah. But the Eternals is cosmic. But it, oh, but the Eternals could also be. I don't see them being like a down to earth, like teaming up with Spider Man on in, no, 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 in no, New York, right? Um, but but I don't know. Uh, it's very interesting, and I I don't know what they're planning on on doing with everything. But like, I don't think less content necessarily is the is the purpose. Less new content. Let's yeah keep the ones that we have and just do sequels for a little while until we can figure it out yeah i mean i knew like with phase four they wanted to open up the mcu and i feel like they've done that enough now to where it's like they keep expanding but like let's build up 
let's yeah exactly like let's build up instead of out because i like i think up until what we had like up until moon knight was good enough new content because moon knight just like introduced this whole idea of like gods and mythology and all of a sudden they're real too and i'm like okay (laughs) this is a lot yeah so it's like where do we go from here like we really don't know when we're gonna be seeing moon knight again so i agree it's like build up instead of build out yeah so yeah yeah and then once you build a certain amount then build out and then build some more right yeah exactly but right now they're just doing this and it's like where are when are we going to see these characters again we don't know yes yes um unless they announce a season two right like mm-hmm. we don't have a season two okay so we know like falcon winter soldier we're gonna see them in a movie because there's gonna be captain america four okay yeah. we we mm, loki i think hints at a secret is a season two loki's confirmed season two yeah. okay wandavision's not but we saw her in multiverse madness and it almost didn't matter like i don't wandavision didn't matter for multiverse madness but okay uh uh hawkeye we don't know when hawkeye and then uh eternals we don't know when they're gonna show up shang chi we don't know we don't even know they're not even filming season two or uh, movie two yet you know uh there's just more she hulk is coming out echo is coming out like which is why i'm like more excited for the grounded projects now because i'm actually a big fan of cosmic mcu but i think with cosmic mcu you can go like this and then grounded mcu it's like you can just watch it and it'll be fine because hopefully they won't stretch it out to where you gotta understand these connections and i think like that's my issue with a lot like the multiverse of mcu because you gotta like start understanding these but like the grounded stories is okay i can just watch hawkeye and kate bishop take down you know a a gang and i don't have to think about anything else it's just that yeah i'm with you um one last thing before uh we do end of this episode is that what i had mentioned earlier is that i think miss mar uh kamala should tell her parents i think it's time i think her parents are like maybe they her parents didn't don't they they seem strict enough that sure she wasn't allowed to go to avengers con and like she snuck out whatever but like they don't seem to have any actual punishment yeah because she got to go to zoe's party in the second exactly so it's like if she was like hey i'm a superhero they would be like don't go out i don't want you to be a superhero and she's like i'm i'm still a superhero and they'd be like okay like they wouldn't have a punishment for Right, it would be that, or it's just like, okay, well, then be safe. We just want you being safe, like, right, which they know what... in the in the in the in the we uh, they know in the comic, yeah, they do. I think her mom finds out first, right? And then after that, I her mom's like, so. I always knew, yeah, I don't know. Um. I forget what exactly happens. I just remember they both know, right? They both know mm-hmm. in the comics. Yeah. Yeah. I know her dad. Yeah. I just know her. I just remember her mom ends up finding out a lot earlier than her dad, though. Uh huh. So, yeah. I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's time. She should just say, like, I feel like the MCU doesn't rely on secret identities anyway. But, like, sure, maybe her identity is secret to the public, but for her or for her family, let her family know. I mean, yeah, I feel like they've got to know, you know, it's for their own safety too, if they do know as well. So yeah. I think it's important if 
that'll happen. I think it'll be a really interesting conversation. Probably, probably maybe by the fourth episode. I don't know mm-hmm. because she is supposed to go to Muniba. But see, it's a little different because technically I feel like Muniba would indirectly know if she has to go to Karachi. But uh-huh. then I don't know like how much her dad knows. So I think that'd be like a really interesting conversation when they do end up going to Karachi, like how she's going to explain it to be like, we got to go. Or when he was like, yeah, I do know, like, not, you know, Sana called me. So, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, there, There's a lot uh, uh, to think about with this. Where, do you have any final thoughts about where we think, uh, like, season, or uh, season four, episode four? Um, or, uh, or just, like, the rest of the episodes will go? Um, well, I definitely see with episode four, hopefully we start getting like the backstory behind like what happened to her great grandma. Um, I think she could be alive, like you said, which would be slightly weird because her the great grandma would look perfectly young and then everyone else is and then like her kids and like her grandkids are just. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Um, so like that. So I definitely think like with episode four, I think they're going to like give us the full backstory um, and then, yeah, you get, like, Red, Red Dagger, um, and I think... I, I think the clandestine will put on the bracelet, get those powers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. I think that'll probably happen around episode five. Um, I really wonder where they're going to go with the damage control plot. I feel like that's, like, the most unknown, because she's oh, kind yeah. of has two things going at her. She's going, has the damage, and also the damage control had the clandestine in captive right now, so I wonder what they're going to do with that. Oh, and, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure like the clandestine will escape or have no problem, but yeah. I think adding the damage control into the mix is going to serve an interesting story, but I do hope that gets like wrapped up somewhat quickly because otherwise I think then the finale will become way too convoluted. Yeah, but I mean, Marvel sometimes does a convoluted finale. True. Then, you True. know? I just hope they're 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 not going to try and doing it with this one because then, you know, the finale don't stake if that usually is happening. Yeah. Uh, I hope everything works out for Miss Marvel and the show and everything. Uh, yeah. Because I want it to continue being good. I'm just afraid that like these, the introduction of these characters has maybe made this too, like too much to handle. I'm not yes. quite sure. I don't know. I, I have, kind of I agree. I think, I think like the overcomplicated explanation of the clandestine has made it a little complex to understand what direction they're taking in the show. I feel like if they kept it to Inhumans, or just like not even inhumans if it's just like yeah like we're just trying to get like we're an exile group of inhumans we're trying to get home you know we think the bracelet might be able to help us by activating yeah. our powers and then towards the end it's like i feel like if they took the inhumans right it would just be like um you know they also put on the bracelet unlock the powers they try to go home kamala defeats them and then black bull comes and he's like oh thank you for finding these exile group of inhumans yeah this is who you are like i think it would have just been such a simpler explanation with the inhumans but you're adding in another dimension so that's when like things got complicated yeah um i think after episode six we'll be able to look back and be like did they really need to do x y and z exactly you know and we could yeah. be able to like look back and be like huh would it have just been easier to do inhumans i wonder what the reasoning is there has to be some sort of reason no, and, and that's what I'm, like, super curious about, too, because, like, the thing with the, the djinn, right, like, we kind of, we kind of touched on it before, obviously, yeah. we can't get into it, is it's not very comfortable for a lot of Muslims to see that, Yeah. but then there were South Asian and creative Muslims in the production crew, 
Right. That's what so, I like, thought too. Like the that's actors what I'm and, also like. and the directors and whatever, there has to be a reason that makes it okay, right? Yeah. And that's what I'm really confused about because I'm like, it's not, like I can't even say it's like the, okay so the writers for this episode were white and a lot of people do take issue with that because yeah. they're like that would that's weird that the writers of this episode are white and i'm like that's true but the director wasn't the rest of the crew this like the main head writer bisha k ali like they even have co-creator sana on the crew so i'm like what yeah what was their reasoning in going such a complicated route and adding something that makes a core audience feel uncomfortable what what happened on production like was it yeah. that like marvel kind of hammered out and it's like no you have to go this route and so they were have to work around that or i i just wonder what what went through the chain like yeah we'll figure it out right i guess like, we will yeah like if so, there's something we learned from obi-wan kenobi uh i don't know if you're watching it but i did uh, uh it's like let's not jump to conclusions until like the season's over like mm-hmm. when people were like, the Grand Quizzer can't die, blah, blah, blah. What is Rebels not canon? Ah. And like they like freaked out. And it's like, no, just, just let's wait. just wait. Yeah. Like, so maybe we have to like sit and wait. Um, yeah. You know, I think they could explain things next episode. Like, we don't know. They could. I just think it would be like a weird cop out for like to kind of trick the viewers and be like, we're clandestine. No, actually. And then towards the end, they're like, we're actually inhuman. I'm just like, confused on like why they would do that if she right. was going to end up being inhuman anyways right so yeah i don't know i guess we'll see yeah. um thank you so much rid for for coming on and, and taking time out of your night to to be here and talk episode three of miss marvel with me thank you so much for having me on i had a great time talking and like theorizing about what's going to happen and yeah. I'm excited for the rest of the episodes and i hope you enjoy the show as well yeah there there's that's the thing about tv culture right like imagine if they if they released all these episodes, they bulk released all six. We wouldn't be able to talk about each individual episode. We wouldn't be able to nope. think about it, theorize. We wouldn't be able to meme about it because that's kind of the thing about weekly shows is like you can make memes and right. like do that. And there's meme <laughs> culture and yeah. meme culture and TV culture now go hand in hand. Yes. You know, like, I don't know if you watch The Boys. No, it's, it's on my watch list, ugh. but I've, I've seen, I've seen the memes. I've seen. Yeah the tweets about it and i i want to get into it it's just we had kenobi miss marvel it's intense though have you watched any of the boys any of the seasons no okay it's uh very inappropriate just so i've heard i've heard okay (laughs) okay uh uh so yeah that's the thing about the boys and so it's like yeah but like there's memes involved and like whatever so like uh that's i i like being able to watch these things and talk about them episode by episode so thank you me too Thank you uh, so much for being here. And you will be here uh, uh, co-hosting with me for the next couple episodes until this is over. Yep. I'm really excited. And thank you so much again for the opportunity and having me on here. I'm excited to talk about the rest of the episodes and the show overall and how that goes. Yeah. Um, Thank you. uh, Oh, oh, uh, Rid, where can people find you on social media? Um, uh, Do you have anything coming up? Anything you want to plug? Not necessarily anything not like anything coming up i mean i'm just at marvel with rid on all social media platforms tiktok twitter instagram i do have a podcast also called eternally obsessed um it's a bit backlog right now i haven't uploaded episodes in a while but yeah, it happens th- they'll, they'll be coming out soon so if you're yeah. interested in that stuff um 
I will say I'm a really big fan of the eternal. So I love discussing that. So if you're into that, is, is your podcast all eternal stuff? Not really, but um, like I, but I'm currently, I'm in the middle of doing a series where I'm doing one podcast episode about each eternal and doing a oh. deep dive into them with okay. another host. Um, so the past three episodes have been about that, but I do love talking about eternal. So if you're yeah. a fan of them, I, yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, what's it called? Eternally obsessed. Yeah. Eternally okay. obsessed. All right. Um, thank you, Red, so much for coming on. Thank you to anyone out there who is watching. If you're watching us, you're watching us uh, either live in our live stream uh, at volume.com slash the Keeg show or twitch.tv slash the Keeg show or youtube.com slash the Keeg show. Um, or you're watching us post, you know, and kind of watching the video after we've done this uh, on any of those platforms, or you are listening to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Um, we are on those five and maybe even more podcast channels. I'm not quite sure. Uh, definitely let us know. However you digest us, whether it's by watching the video uh, or listening to the podcast, please give us a review, give us five stars, whatever it is. Let us know that you're out there. Comment, like, comment, subscribe on all or any of our social media. We are at The Keeg Show on social media, TikTok and Instagram are our main ones. We're also on Facebook. We're also on Twitter. Uh, but pretty much we're at The Keeg Show anywhere. Slash The Keeg Show, at The Keeg Show. That's how you find uh, The Keeg. Um, we not only have the Miss Marla after show, we finished the Obi-Wan after show. Uh, we got Comic Talk on Thursdays, Keeg Back on Fridays, The Keeg Talks on most Saturdays. Uh, so we got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, but definitely stay tuned for all that the Keeg has to offer. Um, that's it for this show. Uh, thank you again, Rid, for uh, coming on here and uh, taking time. Um, thank you for having me. Yeah. And everyone have a good night. <laughs> yeah. Oh, once again, uh, I'm your host, Demetri Pereira, and this has been the uh, Miss Marvel After Show talking about episode three. Take care, everybody. Bye. Super strong or super fast